Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At-Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. And we are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dads. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight, got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet, cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Danny and I are here. We're glad that you're here. And uh, we're just excited to have a conversation tonight with a guest. But before that, talk a little bit about just some life and uh, have a nice fun conversation about that before we bring our guest on. Danny, you were telling me uh, the day was not so... uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Cooperative for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> just didn't. Uh, I I had set up today to be pretty much a day off. I had a couple things like you know the podcast, what have you, that I just needed to do, but I had arranged it so that basically at about noon on until the podcast, I didn't yeah. have anything to do. I didn't have any responsibilities. I had everybody arranged. Everybody was going where they needed to go, and it was just I don't know. I, I I was running late. I had I gone. To, I went to the grocery store and had to grab because I was just going to grab dinner for tonight because it's the first of the month, really the the almost first of the month. So we get paid once a month, so we're kind of out of groceries by the end of the month. So I just run over and grab some dinner. Made Korean beef and rice and broccoli, and it was amazing. Um, one of my family's favorite meals. So cool. Went over and got that, and I didn't have time. I needed to get back to the house really by noon to for everything to go. And the first time ever since I moved here, really, I had three different people at the grocery store that wanted to talk. Oh, no. That just <laughs> wanted to start up a conversation. And and I'm I like conversations. I want that, you know. But it was everything from the new Apple uh variety that they have uh recently come out with, Sugar Bee. And then it was another guy about why the sugar bee, how the sugar bee came to be, like what, you know, it was, <laughs> oh, wow, it was a honey crisp, a honey okay. crisp, which was developed in uh, Minnesota. And honey crisp is a fantastic apple, very just like I like it. And the sugar bee basically is a bee cross pollinated some of the honey crisps, but they don't know with what. And so now they just have this offshoot that I guess they're just, you know, cutting the branch and and putting it on a new tree. I'll like, you know, like they do. And I I bet I spent 35 minutes at the store talking talking to to an Apple ambassador. I guess. Yeah. He was just very happy about it. And I'm like, and I'm, I love to hear people talk about their passion, you know, and I just, nobody here talks there. There are a few people, but everybody's very reserved, you know? So you met Johnny Appleseed Incarnate is what I. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness yeah. gracious. And I loved it because I, I love learning about that kind of stuff anyway. And I love bees. Right. I love honeybees. So, but yeah, so I went, okay, that's fine. I'm going to be about a half hour off schedule. Not a big deal. I still can get everything done that I need to get done. So rushed home and immediately things just, I had a, I had a, a book review that I'm trying to write that I wanted to get out by March 1st uh, for actually for Robbie Samuels. He's got his new book coming out. Oh yeah. And he wanted to get a book review and um, I still have time tonight. I guess I could get it out before March 1st, but mm, we'll see. And then 
um, one of my kids, the school called my middle schooler and said, he's not feeling well. So I went and got him. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll come get him. That's what we do. That's why I'm here. And I bring him, I'm on the way home and, and I'm like, are you feeling sick? And he said, no, not really. I'm just coughing. And he's got a lingering cough from a cold. Yeah. And we actually, to make Marnie feel better, basically, I took him to the doctor. Just let me know. Make sure it's nothing. I, you know, and, I, and really you don't know with kids and if you have the ability and we, we happen to have insurance. So yeah. And nothing wrong with him. The doctor said, yes, yeah, it's, it's what you thought. It's just lingering from a, a cold. Well, they sent him home because he was coughing so much. And I'm like, I just, so your throat's fine. He's like, yeah, I don't feel bad. I just, I just can't stop coughing. And we know it's just basically just keep, you know, drinking water and take mucinex and it'll be fine. But the school wouldn't, didn't want to risk him being there kind of. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, that's no problem. I'll bring him home, get him home, finally get everything out. And then the dog starts screaming basically just in pain. And I'm like, what is going on? I finally sat down on my computer to write something and I run back upstairs and she's just wailing for nothing, you know? And, and I just, I don't, I don't know if it was an internal thing or she does have pneumonia or is getting over pneumonia. So I don't know. And I'm like, man, it is. And by then it was two o'clock already. And I'm like, do I take the dog to the vet? What's going on? And it was just one thing after another. And then one of my kids gets home, my elementary school kids, and the other one doesn't. And I'm like, where's your sister? And he said, oh, she wasn't on the bus, dad. I think she missed the bus. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh man, come on. So I, I run over to the school because that's what you do. I thought, but no, they realized that she wasn't on the bus and they, the bus went back and got her and picked her up and brought her home probably half hour later. I mean, she was a little bit, she's definitely late, later than normal. Wow. Like, man, come on. And then <laughs> you know, the, the, the thing is, is your kids will do this a lot. So my, my, uh, 10 year old wants to learn how to cook. Cool. Yeah. And he thinks okay. I'm a, he thinks I'm a great cook. I'm, I'm not, I can cook some stuff, but I'm, but I know more than he does. Right. And so I'm trying to get dinner ready fast. Cause I've got to get back down here and write this thing. I've got three different things I'm supposed to write today. Didn't get any of them done. And he comes in, he's like, dad, can you teach me how to cook Korean beef? And my mind, I'm like, no, damn it. I got to go. You And of course you can't do that. You know, you're, you, you've got to just, you just suck it up, I guess is the best way to put it. And you're like, no, you're right, buddy. I'll be happy to show you how to cook this. And yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a day for sure. Yeah. But it sounds like it sounds right. like, sounds like you were given a batch of, uh, bad apples. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, that's okay. You did it. You definitely got to the core of the situation. I, I did. Yeah. And you were in quite a sticky situation. You had to get out of there talking about, you know, honeybees and everything. So sometimes that's the way it be. <laughs> Oh, golly. Yeah, we could go on and on about this. <laughs> well, uh, to go along with that, we we have a special guest tonight. Um, and honestly, I think we've had some, we've had other people, I think, connected with uh, fathering together mm -hmm. on the podcast before. Yep, yep. Uh, so we've Brian got- Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson, that's right. Yep. Mainly? I think that, yeah, I think that's the main one that we've had. Um, 
but we've we've been growing a relationship with fathering together the organization has and it's been really great just to be able to build that up um and so i'm excited tonight to have a new a new person from the from their organization on and uh it sounds like uh we're gonna have some fun conversation about uh late stage teens so kind of maybe in the era that you're in a little bit i'm not i'm not really in that spot but um I think we're going to be talking about that and uh, uh, basically his involvement with a program invo- involving dads going into the schools mm-hmm. and and being a part of that. And so I'm that I'm excited about because that's something that yeah. I've done. Um, and so and I know there are other dads who have asked about that, how how they can get involved with their kids' mm-hmm. schools and stuff. And so I think that our guests will have a lot to talk about uh, to get people involved with that. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be a fun conversation to just and see where it goes from there, really. You know how it is. It's always it's always laid back, man. Nothing nothing too crazy. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so we'll be back here in just a little bit with uh, with our guest. Become a member of the National At-Home Dad Network, an organization focused on providing advocacy, community, education, and support. Connecting with households where dad is the primary caregiver of the children. We do this through our webinar and podcast series, mental health support groups, regular online social events, as well as our annual convention. The National At-Home Dad Network is a 100% volunteer organization. Without the generous support of its members and the community around it, we would not be able to continue the work that we do. Becoming a member gives you access to past convention speaker presentations, the ability to vote for board members annually, and ensures that the organization's fees and bills are in positive standing. Oh yeah, it should not go unmentioned that there is some cool swag headed your way if you decide to become a member. For only $35 a year, your membership provides you with the exclusive content only we can generate, and you'll be supporting an organization that benefits families all around the country and world. By advocating for them, offering them community, providing education and guidance, and supporting them to grow in their parenthood journey. And one last thing, if you contribute $500 or more, you will become a lifetime member. Not only will you receive everything already mentioned, but also a certificate recognizing your status and an exclusive National At-Home Dad Network challenge coin with our trademark logo, Dads Don't Babysit. So what are you waiting for? Become a member today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for uh, listening in on our uh, fun commercial. Hopefully, if you... uh, have been listening long enough either you've become a member of the organization or maybe that commercial uh, convinced you to do that so we'd love to have you uh but as we said we have a guest with us uh tonight and like always i forget to ask how to pronounce their last name so that's always fun so we'll see how this plays out and i'm sure i will not do it right but we're gonna try so with us tonight with from fathering together we have john battlement did i say it right Put an I on the end and see how that sounds. Try, try, try with the I. Battle Minty? Uh, <laughs> Battle, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That didn't, that's been my theory. I've been saying that for years. I'm like, if you just put the I on the end, that'll tell you where to put the I. It's Bedalament. So but, my theory was put the I, okay. Bedalamenti, but I guess that's not really. 
<laughs> I don't know. My brain's not functioning well enough to figure that out tonight. That's all good. It's it's, it's been... a tough one. <laughs> all right. Well, John Battlement is with us tonight from Fathering Together. There, close there. enough. Close enough. We Did just I... call him John. Remember John, Bellament, good to meet you, John. Bellament. Glad you're here, John. <laughs> Bedelli, Bedelement, Bedelement, Bad Element, excuse me. Bad Element, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Bada, 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 That's John's a bad element. Yeah, that one's my favorite. Bedelli. Hey, you. Yeah, you. JB, we'll stick with that. JB. All right, that works. That works. Well, hey, John, thanks for coming on the show and enduring that wretched introduction. Um. But no, I mean, we were telling everybody, uh, you know, the organization National at Home Dad Network has been growing a relationship with fathering together over the past few years. Uh, We were uh, lucky enough to have gotten to uh, meet Brian Anderson, have him actually be a presenter at Home Dad Con and really just that kind of continued to make things grow to the point where we've had the opportunity of getting to meet other guys and I've met some of them also through the dad 2.0 summit, you know, uh, David Stanley and Christopher Lewis guys like that. So happy to have you on the show. I'm curious. I've never met you, Danny, and you have seemed to have talked a bit. And of course our listeners don't know anything about you. So uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, how many kids you got, all that fun stuff. Yep. Just the, just the, the bio stats. Uh, let's see. I'm John Bedalament. Uh Danny and I have met in uh, over over Zoom, which is, you know, one of those crazy things where um, you mentioned Brian Anderson. So I work with Fathering Together as the director of training and education. And for we're going on two years now. I hope it's yeah, it's two in April, April, May of uh, my working there. And for almost I'd say the first year. I never met Brian. You mentioned Brian Anderson and I just, you know, knew him from lots and lots of meetings. And I'm sure everybody's had this experience where you finally meet and you're like, <laughs> like, Oh, 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 I mean, it was actually Brian sort of fit. He fit. I won't. Yeah. He fit the pretty much what I expected, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. just a very strange thing. Uh, so that, that, yeah, I've been with Fathering Together for the last couple of years. Uh, I have two, um, barely two teenagers. My 19-year-old daughter in April will turn 20. So that that sort of yeah. complicates, you know, things. Now I'm going to use young adult. Can't just put two teens. Um, and, and the other one, my <laughs> son, it just turned 18 uh, two days ago two days ago, 28, three days ago on the 25th. And he, for his 18th birthday, got the most wretched stomach bug that's apparently oh. been ravaging the, the country. He got uh, it on. But but yeah. I will I admire he pushed through, which probably extended it for a couple of days, but went out, you know, and, and tried his best to celebrate the big A team, which is a kind of a strange, you know, it's big, but it's a strange one. Because yeah, yeah. I, you know, in, in my mind, I'm, I'm like, you know, in the eyes of the law, you're, you know, for most your 17th year, you're, you're still 18. It doesn't matter. You're going to be an adult if something goes wrong. Yeah. But there's, you know, the the there it's it's a strange. I think it's a, it's a milestone, but really not quite as big as like 16 or you get your license, and not 
Vegas 21 for, you know. It's an awkward reasons. milestone, that's for sure. It's an, well said, yeah, <laughs> awkward milestone. So uh, I am, you know, this one's, I don't know how to, I never know what the right words are because I'm, I'm a, I'm divorced from that. I'm not with their mother. I'm divorced yet. I'm partnered, which again, creates all kinds of wordy situations. Um, and I don't love the identification as like, I'm a divorced dad. Like that doesn't, mm -hmm. doesn't feel great. I'm also not a single dad in some senses. I am a single dad in that, you know, I've over the last few years or five years, I've had my kids half time. So if we split, you know, custody living right now in the same small town. So um, north of Boston, but, you know, single dad. Yeah. Cause I'm doing it, you know, that on my own, but I'm also in, you know, I'm partnered in relationship with a woman who has three kids of her own, two teens and one young adult. Uh, so, so anyway, that, that's sort of my, my living situation, if you will, but it does, it does create lots of, you know, identity questions like what what you know what what do you identify as and i guess i'm just a dad you know with mm -hmm. kids that are getting getting older and and big transitions so yeah. big transitions yeah yeah it's really yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm oh and i should it's i don't know if it's probably not obvious but i'm actually sitting in i'm in my son's room to, to do the podcast because we have a big sort of open space out there. And he was like, he doesn't love being in his room that much, much to my chagrin. Cause mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm like, hey, you have a space, you can use it. You would prefer yeah. to stretch out all over the house. Yeah. Or the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm in his room, which, and you can see his, his art uh, behind me, which is, is that's been a really, uh, important part of his life. And I'd say as a dad, something that's, um, you know, been something we've shared and or bonded through art and not necessarily just painting. There's music here. He's kind of, he's sort of a, an artist through and through does different mediums. So that's me. I mean, stop me or I'll just, <laughs> no, that's cool. No, I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing all that. Definitely. Uh, I like the art actually. It's really cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's I'm very... tempted to do a little tour, but I won't. No, you, no, you'll you're see okay. swear words and all kinds of stuff. But it kind of <laughs> got a little uh, uh feel this this phase. Hey, that's all good. So, like you said, you have so you've got a. I I don't know that term. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, as I yeah. said that, I realize I'm like they're not really. That term. They're not. Uh -uh. Going, no, that does uh, not. Uh, John, sorry, John Michel Basquiat. <laughs> right over my head. No, you see, he was a street artist. He's dead. He was a young, very, you know, you probably know him, um, street artist in New York that his work has gotten, you know, all sorts of press and and really, uh, you know, like a lot of art, just crazy prices for his work. But he was mainly a street artist, started, I think, graffiti. But anyway, you've huh. seen this one, right? Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. Seen that it's sure. like that. Yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah, that that's that's about as deep as it goes. <laughs> it's all we're, good. We're, we're mostly an audio medium here. Most people are not going to watch the video oh, so yeah. they can listen to it. So I'm just going to say that because we're talking about the art, and and I just want to tell like, everybody: well, if you want to see it, you need to go watch the video. That's right. That's there. there. But um, <laughs> that but, but you know, I, and I know there are people in our audience that know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're sitting there going, 
Brock, Danny, what are you guys idiots? Why do you not know this? I, I don't know for Brock's case, but I'm, I'm old. I'm just going to use that as my carte blanche today to be, That's you fair. know, I like sports. To, ball. I like sports ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can talk sports though. Less I I'm less. Yeah. Well, look <laughs> at for those viewers or, or listeners. Uh, Basquiat, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Someone's going to Google it. It'll be okay. Somebody, somebody, yeah. somebody will it. <laughs> and I, I do yeah, like that it yeah. came from the street, from a street art and graffiti, I'm assuming, and that kind yeah. of, I don't know yeah. if graffiti is a bad word for, you know, artists that are in that medium, but I, like because we have like trains that go by and mm-hmm. they're from all over the nation, of course, these cars go everywhere. Yeah. And the graffiti is just beautiful. Sometimes it's just a tag, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. but even that is stylized and well thought right, out. Right. Every time I stop with the kids, I'm like, look at that. Look at that. That's yeah. amazing artwork. And my oldest kind of was artistic and is kind of going more for computers now. So he's not really as interested in it. Yeah, he looks yeah. at me and goes, dad, that's graffiti, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> What's the difference? What? Kind of, I'm the mind. old person here. Yeah, right, I, you, right. you should be accepting of these new mediums, kid. Exactly I'm, I'm supposed right. to be stuck in the mud here, like, no, that ain't art. You ain't putting no painting up. And ain't no canvas. There you know, go. but Roll it's, reversal. it's yeah. really cool stuff. And yeah. yeah, and he didn't get it, but I'm fine with that. Yeah, you know? no, that's cool. I, I mean, it's been a, a huge, and, and I won't go too deep into it, but it's. Uh, Art and sports have been kind of lifesavers for, um, for my for my son in particular. Um, he's also a boxer, which oh, I don't cool. know, all right. We're not that we're mostly audio, but yeah, it's kind of a unique. It's an interesting uh, blend of of expression, you mm-hmm. know. And, oh yeah, and that at the core is what uh, I mean. Really, not to to I mean, as a dad, really all of my work. Um, and I've been working in this field, which I never really got to in the bio for, I don't know, I guess over 25, was it 2025 years? If you count being a teacher and a dean of students, closer to 30, but specifically fatherhood for last 25 years, one main, one of the main themes of my own experience and of, you know, talking to other dads and sort of you know, putting together, I've written a couple books, uh, done some, a number of documentaries and short video pieces. One of the main themes that's always been, that, that really came from listening to other dads and, and reading and research is the importance of knowing who your kid is and following their interest. And that doesn't mm-hmm. sound very profound, um, but I think in, it's a practice. And it's, uh, it, if you think about it, it takes, you know, to know somebody, you have to, you got to, you got to listen, first of all, which is very hard, just mm-hmm. very difficult, clearly, yeah. uh, uh, thing to do. You got to pay attention. You got to, you got to be there. You know, all these really, what we call emotional intelligence skills um, come in, come to bear, but it really, that's been one of my sort of core beliefs is you really it's important to know your kids mm-hmm. you know to know who they are what moves them what and and the big the, the most challenging part is it changes you know like you're just saying your son yeah. you know was more you know in the art now it's more computers it's like that train can can take you know pass through the station sometimes and you don't even notice 
if you're mm-hmm. tu- if you're not tuned in to use the train uh analogy yeah yeah <laughs> definitely yeah well, I love too that your son has an artist and then boxing and probably in music and what have you. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, growing up, I think we've all heard the phrase, you can be anything you want. <laughs> you can be anything you want. And that's great in yeah, itself. Yeah. But the thing that I've picked up on with my kids is it doesn't have to be one thing. Mm, because nice. all my life growing up, it was like, well, you know, what are you going to be? What's your one thing you're going to be? And I have. I love everything. I have so many different interests and so many things that I want to go play with for a little while. I also have, also have ADHD. So it's kind of part of that, but you know, I want to do all the things and yeah. the ability to look at our kids and say, yeah, I will encourage you. I will help you find that spot, that thing that you're interested in, whether it is sports or um, art or boxing or whatever you're into music. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And you can be all of them. You know, yeah, you or you don't even, yeah, I love that. I mean, you can be all of them, you can, yeah, it's, you know, we try to put uh, labels and like box, you know, that's sort of, you know, okay, you're going to be an artist, even, you know, these terms, you're going to be an artist, like, and it's okay, you know, names and labels are important, but I, I think that's a really it's so important because there is such a push, especially when you get into masculinity and sort of. You, you these these you know uh forces that that i think in, at least growing up for me were like what are you going to do how are you going to provide which is important you know Very, figuring yeah. out what what you know your pat your work is and what, what was it follow your follow your what was it all your interest no not follow your, your interest no 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 it was um oh follow your effort i, I oh, okay. follow yeah. your effort like where and that's part of this i think like you're saying with you know you and your kids have all different interests where do they you know what do they gravitate to what are their you know what is what do they put their efforts towards yeah and because you never know it's like you just never know Mm -hmm. what's gonna you know sure there's part i would be lying if i said there wasn't there weren't times and even times now i'm like he'll be this like he'll maybe he'll be a a musician and very, you know, and then I gets into like what success is, but I'm, it's, I try to keep that at bay and be like right now. And he's actually been helpful in that because he switches things pretty, usually pretty quickly. And it's like, he's painting one day and then painting was painting just took a back seat and then it was music. And sometimes it's both. So it, it really is. I think as a dad from a young age, the more we can tune into what, yeah, what their effort, what they're interested in and, and, and not try to box them in like, okay, because <laughs> that's what happens, right? Like he's mm-hmm. a good bait. I mean, we can see it. Sports is the best example, like a really good, you know, really good soccer player, get him into the, you know, the, the, the club soccer racket. Yeah three grand a year or whatever you know <laughs> the ra- it is a racket it's, yeah. I mean, they're all, it's, it's a, yeah like but, the, yeah so so that that is a i think it's it's important to try to keep those sort of our own dreams and fancies and unrealized dreams at bay mm-hmm. and you mentioned you know for the past 20 some years you you've been involved with the schools and and doing stuff with that and, and your kids are getting ready to kind of like transition completely out of school yeah right type of deal you know one of the things that uh you've been involved with is a program through fathering together Mm -hmm. in like the elementary school programs called dads and schools and i know like at the school that 
uh, my kids go to, we go to, they go to a private school. Um, they've really switched up on, um, uh, making sure that trying to get dads involved in different really? ways with the school. And it's been really cool. Um, wow. yeah, just everything from like, Hey, you know, bringing dads in to do projects to, you know, every once in a while they're doing dads with donuts or, you know, it's a, yep. it's a Christian school. So it's like, Hey, come in and, you know, do prayer in the morning kind of deal. And just really trying to get the dads involved in different ways. Um, and it's been really interesting, but I know that's not the case in all schools and Danny. No, and but that's have, awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. and so Danny and I, we've, we've heard lots of conversations, uh, through, you know, Facebook and discord of dads asking like, you know, how do you volunteer at your school or how do you get involved? Because it seems like it's such, there's such a barrier for it. Like it's, it's all about like moms being a part of the classrooms and all these different things. And, um, I'm curious, like, what was it like for you to get things going how did you get involved in in the program that fathering together's uh, started with the schools yeah that's great i, I was just going to ask you i'm curious if i'll answer your question do they do they name dad specifically though because that that's like do they call it i mean dads with donuts that's pretty standard but yeah. like when you say they, they will name they'll say that you know try you know what i mean do they name dads father figures or whatever oh yeah it's i forget the ex- i forget the exact name of it but it's like it's dads some dads on campus that's what it's called oh um, cool and uh we, like we've get, they've got their own logo uh for things and stuff it's they've really like I, they used i think like the first year when my kids started going there like they actually had like t-shirts that you could buy to like wear on campus which was really yeah. neat and stuff like that yeah. so because um, it's, it's a uniform school so they tried to get like a t-shirt together to kind of you know band everybody together when when they were on campus doing doing something and which identify, really neat. yeah and identify the scary men walking around the campus that's, that's, <laughs> right actually i love it right. i love some it you know truth to that well, what's really cool though, like, I mean, we would, I would go in, I did lunch duty actually for quite a while uh, up until I got this uh, new job and it was always fun to go in and do lunch duty with everybody else. Like usually the, uh, the boys, especially, um, I'd go sit down at a table with them and, and talk and stuff and <laughs> just have a great time. Like there was another dad who, uh, he would always, um, for May the 4th, uh, would come in dressed as uh, like the Mandalorian or uh, Boba right. Fett or something like that at yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I would do that every day if I could. Yeah, I, right. I, I mean, if I had not? that armor, you know, these guys have spent all that money to get that armor or they make it themselves and whatever. Like I would yeah. wear that every day. I would show up, <laughs> the mail would show up and I'd be at my door going, hey, that's a good question. Well, Lorian armor. Have you seen it? This this past <laughs> this past weekend we had our daddy daughter dance and uh, uh, it was awesome because it was uh it was themed after the Susicle. So it was all Dr. Seuss stuff. So like oh, right, nice. the yeah. dads are coming in, you know, like bright colors and all kinds of different things like that. One guy came dressed as the Grinch in the a Grinch. suit in like a suit oh, though, with his daughter yeah. who was Cindy Lou who it was awesome. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> great, man. It, wow. that guy. So, so the, you know, our school is definitely an outside of the box compared to some other schools, but um, yeah, yeah. What, so what, what has it been like or what was it like to yeah. kind of get involved with this program? Well, yeah, thank you. I mean, that's great. It, it, you it, I found that a lot. So when I started doing this work, um, I made a documentary film called All Men Are Sons Exploring the Legacy of Fatherhood. 
in the late 90s aired on PBS in like 2002, 2000, yeah, a few years after that. But that, that I wasn't even a dad when I made that film, but one of the, um, of one of our, one of the funders that I found was um, the International Coalition International Coalition of Boys Schools, IB International IC Coalition <laughs> ICBS. Yeah, there there you, you go. Got me. And, yeah, and yeah, and which is a great organization, and and I've you know been in touch with them ever since. But one of the things they said they were the the film was about five men exploring their their own relationship with their dad and sort of how that played out in their, in their lives. And we have one guy who was 17 years old and the others were in their late twenties, early thirties. Um, and all, you know, very different backgrounds. Uh, one guy became a dad in the process of the film, which is where I learned um, that was one of my first big lessons in in fatherhood. Cause I actually, it's, you know, built relationships with these people over time and asked him if he would call me when they went to the hospital and he did at like three in the morning and i got Yay. the camera and i was in the back of the guard holding uh you know a bucket in one hand the camera in the other hand so i got up uh, close but anyway the the um the the film really gave in in the boys school coalition insisted that or you know insist they said as part of this we want you to show the film at a couple of conferences two edu big educational conferences their own conference and and a couple others and this is early 2000s like like i said like 2002 three and i showed the film and you know there were there were pretty good sized rooms pretty lots of lots of uh, what turned out to be heads of school and principals and vice principals. And basically after I showed this short piece and, and sort of put a presentation together, there were all these schools coming up to me saying, Hey, would you come and talk to our dads? So this is like, again, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And that's where it started. And I was, you know, a little sort of light bulb went off in my head. I was like, yeah, because I, at that point I was, I was an educator. I had a master's in education. I had been teaching and then this creative pursuit sort of took over back to our original sort of point. You don't have to be one thing. And so I started going to schools and speaking um, with the film and talking to dads. And then uh, somewhere, uh, well, somewhere 2003, I became a dad. My daughter was born, which, you know, upped my credibility enormously because I would go to schools and talk to you know, auditoriums filled with dads. <laughs> there'd always be, there'd always be the hand that would go up, and I'm like, "Here it comes, here it comes." <laughs> so, how many kids do you have? Mm -hmm. And I used, to, I used, to, I initially was like, as a, I was pretty green, and I would like, it, it came with usually a little like in parentheses, and so, what do you really know about this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I learned not to take the bait so much, and. Anyway, uh, and becoming a dad and and uh, and continuing to show the film, I even show it to this day, clips of it, and uh, and and writing after that. But but that's that was the beginning of my involvement in schools, and I still think twenty years later, as we put together this program uh, with fathering together, the model has evolved, but it's the, some of the core principles have stayed the same, which is.
I believe dads want to get involved in their kids' lives. I think schools, whether they're, you know, independent schools, parochial, public schools, charter schools, even, you know, um, homeschooling communities, Mm -hmm. schools are a great place to engage dads. I've always felt that's been true. And having seen over these these last 20 years, even, you know, back then, um, it, it was... You know, uh, on on some in some ways, I feel like we've come a long way. And then in other ways, I'm like, why is this still a new concept? It's 2023. I have literally I could show you a flyer from 2003 where it was like, you know, engaging dads in schools, uh, you know, or or what is it? Um, how, why why dads matter to their kids like putting the title, that's why I asked you, uh, Brock, about the title. Yeah. Uh, back then, putting the word dad, father, father <laughs> figure. And I always try to use the, you know, as inclusive language as possible because that, you know, I've had moms show up to my dad-son breakfast or dad-kid uh, uh, dinner. And if that's who identifies as dad, that that's fine, you know. But, but my the point being that it really... A lot has changed in that I believe dads, men are, are you know, making our way to to being more involved uh, at home, more engaged in the in the caretaking, if you will, and that school is that is just a natural place because dads care, like parents care about their kids' education, and they, like you said, you get a lot of questions like, how do I get involved? It's what I call the two-way street of of uh, dads in schools, a two-way street of engagement. You know, schools do need to make changes. And I've worked with, you know, faculty and PTAs, PTOs, parent associations since the very beginning to say, hey, you need to really uh, look at this. It's really a, a, a diversity. It's it's a an equity issue. I mean, you can make a case that it's diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging. Because you have a, a group of, uh, of constituents, dads that are parents, that are not as engaged as moms. And it, you just look at your parent organization in your school um, to, to get a barometer of how, how involved dads are. That doesn't mean because they're not on the PTA or you know PTO that they're not involved. But by and large, schools have not done a great job of addressing this inequity. But the yeah. two-way street, that's one way, is the school has to be aware that they're missing out on this great resource. You know, they're missing out on Brock at lunch. You know, they're missing out on Danny reading to the kids, which I don't have to tell you, for anyone, any dad who's gone in to, and volunteered and got to go into the classrooms or, you know, on the school, it's it's a what could be better. It's a blast, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing, because you get to immerse yourself for a little time in your kid's life. And it doesn't always have to be with your kid. In fact, I think it's great when you can go and we did a program where we read to other kids. You don't read, you don't just go in for your kid. It's a community of dads. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the the other part of that is, so the school has to recognize and and do something about that that imbalance, that inequity and engage, reach out to dads and the other side of the equation is dads have to, it's not that complicated. We have to step up. You know, I want to volunteer. It's okay. You want to volunteer. What, what's the first thing you could do? Who could you contact? Like 
and I don't mean to belittle it because there are there are forces at play. Historically, dads have you know not not done it, in recent history, anyways, that been as involved in the schools. You know, there's the the time I showed up at my kid's preschool, which is where this model started. Um, you know, I went to the the parent organization. There were like 19 moms sitting in these tiny little seats, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to break the chair. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that was, and that moment of like, oh my, they're looking at me like, what are you doing here? And at the same time, like, oh great, like a dad who speaks for all dads, which I, I found yeah. a, a weird. Yeah, you find out. Yeah, you kind of get this like, oh, you're the you're the spokesperson. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. What do dads think? You're like, well, I I don't know. (laughs) Right. I feel. I I don't know. I know what I think. (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely feel that and understand that. I think um, ever since uh, I went to my first dad 2.0 and came back with like all this fire to like really just shine fatherhood out there uh like starting a podcast and all that stuff and you go to people and you're like what do you do and it's like well i'm a stay-at-home dad and i have this podcast I'm like, you have a podcast what's it about yeah. it's like it's about fatherhood <laughs> oh tell me all about it. you know and it's like you're like oh my mm-hmm. gosh like and then that's you get kind of thrown into that pigeonhole of things but yeah you know i i think too like you were talking about just the fact of how like it's a two-way street and I feel like on the one side, on the on the school side, like schools just need to be more welcoming to dads. And on the other side, dads need to just basically be like, if I want to do this, okay, yeah. I, I need to go. I, I need to be, I need to go do it. And I think a lot of times dads just, if that's what they are like, I want to get involved, go get involved. Like right. just don't, yeah. don't sit there and wait for somebody to invite you to do it. Like, yeah, you kind of sometimes have to sort of break through the paper wall or whatever it is. Right, and, right, right. And, you know, be the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I don't know. Right. And and I think that's that's true. And it's uh, it's a lot. And to get to the fathering together and the model I mentioned, which, again, has been 20 years in the making, it, you know, organizing is, uh, you know, is a good way to go. And it is like, you know, Brock at your kid's school, but having some, you know, named organization that addresses dads, you know, dads, father figures directly and not because the word parent and the word family, like it's still in an educational context refers to, or, or is associated with mom. And, right. and I think yeah. like any, any imbalance or, you know, when you, you have a group that's not addressed, you, you, you have to name that. So so the model we've we've created, have been working on and are piloting is based on it's it's ideal if it's part of the parent uh, PTO or PTA that the, the, the we call it a dad chapter could be a task force, a committee. But ideally, the 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 dad leader becomes part of that group at the very least communicates with that group because there's no better way to get off on the wrong foot than create a, a, a sort of separate entity that doesn't communicate or, you know, there's just too much in schools to, to too much miscommunication and scheduling uh, issues that, that have to be addressed. So the model is that the dad or two dads become part of the, the parent organization or like 
I think Brock at your kid's school, its own chapter organization that communicates, which is what I did with my kids. Uh, they went to, to a charter, a Montessori charter school, K through eight. And, and I would go, I would attend the parent, the PTA or the parent association meetings. And it helped a lot because in the goal, there's three, uh, three parts of the mission of these chapters. One is to connect dads with their kids, with kids, not just their own kids and families. Uh, two, to connect dads with other dads, other parents, other moms. And three, to connect dads with the school and the community. So those sort of three buckets are are where you know all the activities and events that, that they that we you know offer or encourage schools to to think about or dads to think about they have to kind of fit one of those those buckets. That's the idea, um, and I, I, it's it's really you know the, the 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 model allows for local flavor, if you will. So whatever, you know, whatever you think the school thinks, the dads, the PTA thinks is a good idea for a dad kid activity or event becomes what you do for a community. It might be, a, you know, or for the school, it could be dads organizing a, a yearly pancake breakfast and putting it together for the whole community. Um, we did a we did a, a just, a, you know, simple things, dads, dads and kids hiking. We did. We brought in a speaker for dads and moms um, to to you know have a night and there'd be childcare. So that's the idea: is to create a you know a, a, a sub organization, a group, a chapter within the existing structure of the school. That's explicit. You know, task is to provide opportunities for dads to engage in these ways. Yeah, and definitely. it's it's a lot of fun. You know, yeah. and and doesn't have to be like every event is for everybody. It's like I had one guy say, you know, hey, we want to do um, we want to do a dad's read thing. Cool, let's talk to the teacher, and they set up time for dads to come in and read. And 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 I want to emphasize this too: the more dads that are there, you know, because a lot of times there's pushback saying, "What about kids who don't have dads?" Which is a fair concern. Yeah, the, the part of this is it is about a community of dads, and it's giving you know, kids, you know, real uh, different versions of men and, and what it means to be a man, what it means to be a dad, you know, yes. that, that, you know, for any activity, any event, we always make it explicit. Like there are other dads that will be responsible, that will be, you know, um, there for kids. And there's always, you know, coaches, uncles and, you know, bringing siblings or bringing a friend, it's, it can be very fluid. But I think that's important because it drives me kind of crazy when it's like, well, what about the kids don't? Well, so should we not address this entire swath of the population? You know, and I understand. Right. I mean, I, I, I went to the Pinewood Derby with, or it's actually my brother, uh, with without his dad and the wheels fell off as it was, as it was going, you know, down the track, <laughs> tragic scene. Yeah. I've been there, my, you know, so, still so funny, I understand tragic. It. It's only still funny now, <laughs> many years later, but the wheels literally came off and there was no dad to pick them up. So, mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I, I want, I, it's important to be um, sensitive to that because, because mm -hmm. we do have more than ever, ironically, dads involved, but also more than ever dads that are, that are not in the picture and kids growing up in homes without a dad. So 
Yeah, no, definitely. I, I was thinking about the fact that, um, you know, some of the dads that we have had, you know, get involved with the different things like, uh, Brett Landry. I remember, uh, him sending in a picture showed like a group of dads who they, uh, are pretty much the ringleaders for, uh, carpool, uh, pickup and, and things like that. And mm-hmm. just how they, uh, kind of go about, um, you know, organizing that. Um, I thought that was really cool. We actually had them in a, uh, a newsletter, uh, piece that, it, cause it, they ended up getting on like, they ended up getting in like the newspaper or something there locally really? yeah. about it. it was really cool. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, like, that's cool. And like, and you know, it's what's that? No, go ahead. I was gonna say because you just reminded me, it's the the un, often unspoken thing is you know, and why we focus too on elementary school is because that's when now to talk about the changes, you know, now seeing dads in the drop off and the pickup line and. You see, we see dads way more than we did 20 years ago. They're visible yeah. now. Are they Are they just sort of drop off or do they just come to the doorstep or are they being engaged and, and you know, brought in? That That's another question. But um, yeah. a lot of this about, is also about which, which, you know, guys don't often uh, won't necessarily admit it or say anything, but it's a great way to meet other other dads. And, and, yeah. you know, foster and build friendships. I mean, I am to this day very close with a, a bunch of the guys from the where we started when my kids were in pre-K. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking years and years. And that those friendships are, you know, are just great. And I, I think that's that's another sort of, I'll say, I guess, a secondary gain. It's pretty primary. It's just giving... Because we know as we get older, guys have struggled to to maintain friendships yeah. and to get out. And this is another, you know, way to do that and find find other other dads and other moms that are, you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of the things that are that the school that uh, we go to as well is really neat is that they have um, an every Saturday morning just like pick up basketball game for dads. To awesome. Go to. That's and, see, that's great. And it's, and it's fun. Like I've, I, I'd gone for a while before I'd had my uh, shoulder surgery and just, you know, played a few times. It wasn't because of that. It wasn't because of that. Oh yeah. Uh, I was yeah. waiting for that. I, no, was, no. I was like, how long before one of us talks about an injury? <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. That injury was due to something completely different, but, okay. um, but either, but anyway, uh, no, like I was going to that in the mornings and it was great because like, you know, there'd be like 10, 15 dads there and, uh, just, get together nobody was trying to like you know out outdo somebody else it was just not a too way competitive to, no yeah, not really? too competitive. Yeah, we, we... <laughs> nobody was nobody was trying to like you know sprint up and down and show off their uh their high school skills or anything like that it was it was it was well paced but that's it, nice you know, that's just stuff rare. like that just like you know stuff like that's great um yeah you know our our dads actually um get involved with a community service uh project mm-hmm. that the school does every year and they they're the ones that are lining up like hey we got to get like these things together and we're going to put these groups together and they we go out all around the neighborhood and and help out oh, and awesome. stuff and it's all led yeah. by the dads which is really fun and um i got i've gotten to take part of that a couple different times so yeah i mean there are so many different ways for dads to get involved. Um, I am curious, like, so through fathering together and what you're doing, like, do you have like a, like resource page that kind of 
gives some like tangible steps for a dad to be able to use to, you know, go to the school or uh, whatever and be like, Hey, like I want to try doing this. And this is, I got this information from fathering together or whatever to yeah. kind of make that happen. Yeah. We're so right now we're building that. I would say the best, the best. So we've got, a, we've got a bunch of pilot schools. So this year we're piloting the program. Um, the best thing to do is to really would be to email me. Cause I'm working with, if you're interested in starting, you know, starting a chapter, becoming part of the pilot or just want a few ideas or some, you know, activities or to have a conversation. That's probably the best thing to do is John J O H N at fathering together.org. J O H N. Now see, I, my other emails are J Badalament, <laughs> which is just whatever. Yeah. I have nightmare. your, I have your fathering together email, so I'll make sure it gets in the show. J O H N at fathering together.org. Um, because we haven't, you know, they're, they're, we're in the process of putting together. I'm actually writing as, you know, probably after we hang up, working on the the starter guide, uh, which is really putting everything in one place in one cookbook. Um, but like I said, I'm always happy to have a conversation, have ideas. And, and uh, you know, the model's pretty, uh, I think it's pretty simple. My job, our job is to to help you make it work as a dad, um, including, you know, having conversations with the principal, you know, making sure giving some, you know, one pagers, like here's what the research says. Um, and there's, you know, there is some good research there needs to be more, but, uh, and, and then just activities and one-offs. I mean, you mentioned service is always, is always a big one in any school, whether it's independent or public, any principal is going to have a list of things. <laughs> I remember the we were the preschool, mm-hmm. which was private, you know, and it was not cheap. Uh, they had a list. Uh, the the there were co-heads, and they gave us this list, and it was like, you know, repair that. I remember repair this railing, and there was like kind of a jagged edge on this railing that was a big safety issue, and like they couldn't get it done. And we did a we did a fix it day. And put some joke about no power tools, but one dude showed up and was a welder and like, that was his, that was what he did. And he fixed it, you know, so that kind of like really useful, again, every school has a million things they need done. And, you know, it Mm -hmm. could be, uh, that's, those are easy, like, you know, easy things to do. And I just love the diversity of like, you know, we have one, one group of dads that wanted to get their daughters uh, into STEM. And so we lined up a few moms that were easy to do. Like one mom was a doctor. One mom worked at Google in Boston and the dads and daughters went to, to visit and see what do women do in the STEM fields. And, uh, it wasn't that complicated. It was was pretty easy. And, and I like the idea of like small things that are different and unique. It doesn't have to be you know, I mean, the pancake breakfast, I think, is a great, like, it can become a tradition. The dads do the pancake right. breakfast and building those traditions in is great. So, yeah, let, that's the best way is to, to let us know. Because I, I feel like you, I mean, you guys know, you probably have a better sense of this, especially with stay-at-home dads. Like, 
there's so many resources, so many guys have so much to offer and figuring out how to do it. It isn't, oh, we kind of made light of it. It's not always that clear and it's not always that welcoming. And it, you know, there's the, again, one of the things that doesn't get discussed as much is like, yeah, dads can be looked at, you know, some for good reason as, as, you know, suspects, like, why do you want to be involved? But that is incumbent upon us to change that, you know, to change yes. that mindset yes. and to say we want to be involved with our kids and we want to be involved in helping the school and, and making an effort to do that. Um, I think we're, the time is, is right. I've been, like I said, doing this for so long, it's now like w there's just, I feel like there's this, you know, this almost like a backup. There's guys that are ready and want to be involved mm -hmm. and want to be part of something. So we're trying to, you know, there are other options too. There's watchdog dads. Um, there's, there's, um, well, no, there's not that many actually, but, but, you know, organizations that yeah, are like national. Yeah. Like, but watch there's not, dogs. There's not a lot of them yet. No, there's there's not, not but like you said, there's so much, it's an open energy. field. It's an open field. And there's it's so just, much energy. Yeah. We've been, and, and we've, we make jokes a lot of times as at home dads about the playground going to the playground. <laughs> and, and I made this joke probably a hundred times, but the first time I went to the playground and I had three kids with me. And I swear, one of the moms was looking at me like, uh, and I'm thinking, lady, I'm not going to take your kids. I brought my own kids. What am I going to do? You can have one of mine, man. Just come on. And it was, it was a, it was a funny thing, right? But the reality of it is, is it was strange for for the moms there to see a dad. And, and yeah, I've got you know, I've, I'm fairly personable. I'm definitely extroverted and like to talk to people. So, you know, I got that going for me. But yeah. even if you're not, even if you're just, you know, you, you don't talk to anybody and you do, you're kind of the weirdo at the playground, you know, but you brought your kid, your kid's playing, you're fathering, you're parenting your kid. And then you you take your kid with you and, you know, and everything's great. And then you come back. And like every Tuesday you do this thing yeah, and you're right. there. And the more you see a dad doing these things, right. the more we look at it and go, Oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. He's yeah. just a guy with his kids. What, right. what do you think? It's, he's not a predator. He's, he's just here to his kids need to run around. Come on. You know? And it's right. the same thing with like the PTO. Uh, we've heard the story a lot of times about the first dad that's ever been on the PTO kind of thing. And I'm sure there may have been others previously, but it's always that, Oh, 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 oh uh, hi. Uh, yeah. And it, it either goes, well, we don't need anything heavy moved right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is a big one. So, right, you know, right, right. It, or, or, well, do you want to be the president? Do you want to take charge of everything? And right. whether that's a, a positive or negative in their on their part for saying that. And the reality of it is we just want to be there with our kids and, and be, like you said, build that community of, fathers and mothers that are there to be a part of their kids' lives in what is the majority of their day. Right. The majority and of their life, their early life. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's so. good reason for, I mean, it should be said, like there's good reason for, these are major, you know, shifts in, in societal shifts. And, you know, that's why they're, I call it sort of the undiscussable, which is like, you know, what is it like to engage if, if most of the teachers in elementary school, vast majority are female, you know, part of the work I do with teachers and social workers and is, is to, to, you know, get them in touch with like, well, what comes up for you? You know, what comes up around 
men, because let's face it, we have, you know, as men, we've, there, there are, you know, some good reason that, that there's question and, you know, like anything new, it's like women going into the workplace, you know, (laughs) that took a lot of courage, you know, that, that's, and that's where I think, you know, if we get into the, the bigger picture, I always think of it as like women have gone, you know, over the last 50, 60 years and particularly have gone a very far way down the road from home into the world of work. You know, they've, they've, it's been a long and it's by far not where, you know, we'd all like it to be. There's still, you know, a disparity in, mm-hmm. uh, in income or, you know, the pay and, and childcare uh, and all kinds of issues and harassment. So, but women have worked very hard to go sort of connecting these two, these two areas. I feel like men are kind of, you know, at the beginning of the road that leads to, you know, from work into the home, you know, head and heart, you know, that that work is being done by stay at home dads, by guys that are, are, you know, trying to build more sort of equitable homes. And, Mm -hmm. and it does it does put it into context of like, yeah, again, like I said, women have, have had to have a lot of courage to move into the, the workplaces. And, and so we also, it's, it's about stepping out of our comfort zone to say, yeah, maybe there is, you know, I'm getting looked at funny, but like what I'm here for, I know is I'm, I'm here to be a good dad. And, and, you know, sometimes that might mean you have to go through it's uncomfortable. I mean, I stayed Mm -hmm. home for the first year and a half we split the care with my daughter and i went through all the you know stuff but i, I think at the core if you're really there for the right reason for your kid then it, it, it that gets well, and like think, you said consistent I, yeah and i mm-hmm. think too like this the realization that the schools need to make that there's been a shift in parenting right. and how right. you know shift in um family family lifestyles and mm-hmm. um, it is a family yeah. just yeah well that and even too just like the fact that it's not always you know mom who is going to be the primary in different situations and you know just the idea that it doesn't matter which parent walks through that door it should be an equal treatment of like okay like that person is here for a specific yeah. reason type of thing and it really shouldn't be like odd or oh dad's here this is so great that you're involved like yeah and it's like i'm just a parent just like any other person here and so um you know i think that's one of the bigger like um issues is this idea that dad doesn't need to be put on a pedestal dad needs to be seen as an an equal parent and in doing so like that is going to be what is what looks very welcoming to other dads that have the ability have the time or even they 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 carve the time out to to do it and i think that's the other thing there are lots of dads who are willing to carve the time out but what they don't want to do is carve the time out and then get poo-pooed on it for it for being there at the school when they are you know seeing it as quality time but the the school is having a hard time with uh accepting the fact that they're there so well, that'd be a good um, problem. Yeah. If we had more of that problem, you know, that'd be good because I think often th- that's one of the things guys, you know, cite as parents cite is one of the issues is time. And I agree. I think mm-hmm. 
I think a lot, especially now in a post-COVID world, like people can, guys can carve out the time. Women have been doing it. You know, right. single moms have been doing Bingo. it. Like you can do it. And, and I agree it, it, you, it, 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 it would be great if it were welcoming, but at the very least accepted that you want to get involved. And again, I think that's where we as dads have to step out of our, our comfort zone. And I just think there's, there's so many guys out there that are with young kids are like, it, because there's a shift, you know, yeah. there's, oh, yeah. and that's largely, you know, the work that, that you all do and have been doing for a long time it is nor it's about normalizing these, these roles and the shifting roles. And um, I just think there's, we're at a sort of a good tipping point where, yeah, it's, it's time that my hope is we don't have to set, you know, the word parent could mean both of those both a mom, a dad, an uncle, mm -hmm. but right now it's still not as inclusive a, a, a term a, in schools in particular as we need uh, need it to be. So we have to name it as dad, father, father figure, community of dads, because yeah. that's also what gets you know guys, I think, out, which when I first started doing this, schools would be like, well, our dads don't show up. I'm like, I know, that's why I'm calling the talk what i'm calling it it, it, right. it speaks directly <laughs> yeah. to them because they yeah. haven't necessarily been invited so it's like we need the invitations but we also you know need to to gently you know i won't say crash party but like come to the we need to show up and, and step up in those definitely ways. yeah well hey john appreciate you coming on the show today talking with us mm -hmm. uh this definitely hits you know, right in the ballpark with, <laughs> with all of the dads, uh, a part of the organization yep. and all of the, and especially the parents that are just listening to that, uh, that we've got, um, on the show and, and whatnot. So I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'll make sure that in the show notes, uh, there's a way for people to get connected with you and also be able to find fathering together. Um, sure. I, I did pull up the, uh, the documentary you mentioned as well. So I'll make sure that link gets put in there as well. So folks can see that, but, uh, cool. thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, just spending some time with us and, uh, sharing about, uh, just what you're, uh, what you and fathering together are working on, uh, for dads and, uh, yeah. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. You have a good one. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you both. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Good to see you both. I, I just figured it out. You're Wrigley field. That's where you are. <laughs> yes. the, We're just missing the, the Ivy. Brick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. The Ivy's in front. That's right. <laughs> and by good. the way, I should say I like moms that. can start this stuff too. And most of the times I get called from schools, it's from moms. So I encourage moms to, to get to, the, yeah, get the dads get, involved. Get what what involved, do we do? My yeah. husband needs to be involved. Yeah, yes, he yeah, does. Whatever yeah. it takes. <laughs> right. Whatever it takes. You know. Oh, uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Definitely have a good one. Good I'm a dad. That's what I do.